Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you all for coming in today. It's been an amazing week. Oh, uh, uh, last weekend, we we had a little ceremony here, and it was just truly uh, uh, heartfelt and deep and truly a great healing. And I'm heading up to New Hampshire this weekend, really looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I've, I really am learning more and more each time I work with people, the power of vulnerability, um, the power of connection, the power of just being witnessed and witnessing others who are deep in their process. So um, I, I hope you are all doing well this week. We'll start off as we always do with uh, a little section from my book, Everyday Awakening, before we bring our guest on. And uh, let's kick it all off. All right. So today's chat uh, section, and and we don't have too many sections left to the the book. And uh, I'm still waiting to hear from my audience. What would you like? How would you like me to kick off my show after I finish doing all the sections in my book? But today's section is entitled we are flow, not something that experiences flow. Being in flow is something we may strive for. That feeling of everything going right when it all seems so easy. Yet there seems to be confusion about how to get there or maintain that feeling. Perhaps part of the issue is that we don't really understand what it means to be in flow. Of course, flow can mean different things to different people. For many of us, it is just a feeling that we recognize when we feel it, yet we have a hard time describing it. But the bigger bigger confusion is if we think flow is something separate and apart from us. The image of a river flowing and how we have to jump into it so we can be carried away by the water comes to mind as an analogy for this conception. Could there be a better way of understanding flow? I would contend that from an energetic perspective, flow is not something distinct and separate from us. Flow is what surrounds and engulfs us every moment of every day. We are flow, not something or someone that experiences flow. When we are aware 
of being flow, we experience being present in a unique way. We flow in our lives, jobs, and relationships in all the significant moments and the mundane moments in between. Even when we are in resistance to what is recovering, what is occurring, we are experiencing flow. Just flow from a different nature. What would happen if instead of wondering, how do I get into flow? You tried asking, what flow am I experiencing now? So this was something I learned from one of my teachers probably about nine years ago or so. When at the beginning of a ceremony, he said, we don't experience flow, we are flow. And it just really struck me when he said that, because up until then, whenever I heard anybody talk about flow, it was always about how flow was something we experienced, how flow was something we strive for and we we hacked our way into flow. And, and when we're playing sports and we really get in the zone that we're in flow. And it always felt to me like flow was something external to me, that it wasn't an inherent part of my nature, but it was something to strive for. And then when he said, we don't experience flow. It's something we are. Mm, that just struck me right here. That just went right in because it, it, it just m- made so much felt sense to me. And I would love for everyone listening to just try and sink into that idea for a moment. We don't experience flow. We are flow. It is part of our essential nature as spiritual beings having a physical experience. Not something we have to create not something we have to strive for, not something that we have to hack our way into. I would say it's more something we just need to learn to allow. And you know, it's funny when we just stop working on all the doing, just stop on the working on the accomplishments and having to get this done and having to get that done. And when we stop focusing on the getting done and we just sink into the allowing of the beauty of life to engulf us, surround us and take us. That's real flow. And, and uh, this is, this is one of the, my favorite sections of my book because 
It's about taking an idea and turning it on its head and making it something that's so much more accessible because we don't have to do anything to experience flow. It's just an allowing. And somehow, to me, that feels like a whole lot less work than having to hack my way into flow, than having to practice being in flow, than finding a way of like getting into flow even in the most challenging times. What if it was all about just allowing the flow to take us? Just saying yes to what shows up in life for us. To just be the flow that we naturally are. Hmm. I wonder, I truly wonder, what kind of world would we be in if everyone just allowed themselves to be the flow they so deeply desire? It'd be an interesting world, wouldn't it? So, your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, is to just sit. And be with your own flow. And just practice allowing flow to emanate from you. And just sit with the feeling of what does it feel like to be flow, not experience flow. And see what that exercise might bring you. And I'd love to hear about it from all of you um, for next week's show. So please let me know. Oh, and I see on the live stream, uh, so many um, uh, loyal listeners tuning in. Thank you, Patty, as always, from Arizona. And my dear friend, Jonathan, from the San Francisco area and Sanaya, Um, I'm so grateful that you are all here tuning in and listening to the show today. So that is my section from my book, Everyday Awakening. That section is entitled, We Are Flow, Not Something That Experiences Flow. And if that section resonates with you and you have not yet gotten the book, you can just go to www.everydayawakeningbook.com. And as I always tell you, that's the link to the Amazon listing. But if you're like me and you love to go to the small independent bookstores, please uh, visit them. Please just ask them to order the book for you. And who knows, maybe if they find an interesting book, you buy it, someone else will come in and ask for it. And pretty soon we'll start a whole movement. All right. (laughs) So um, now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show. Uh, medicine woman, mentor, author, and my friend, Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie is the founder of Inner Medicine Training, a mystery school that shares potent ancient traditions from the Andes and Himalayas for owning your wisdom and living your purpose. 
She's the number one international bestseller of the second wave transcending the human drama, which was an international bestseller for over 177 weeks. It was amazing. She's great at this stuff. And Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, which describes the most direct path to self-realization. Uh, she's the, a fellow host uh, of her own show, The Soul Nectar Show, which I've, she's been kind enough to have me on. And she's actually a returning guest, you know. She's been on the show once before. Um, and Carrie inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. As a healer and mentor, she catalyzes mind shifts that transform life challenges into gifts of wisdom. Her newest book, which was released on Earth Day this year, is Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Carrie. Oh, I'm grateful to be here, and it's so great to listen to you, Sam. I always love your voice and your calm, peaceful presence and deep grounded wisdom. It's just a pleasure to be around you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. It's a, always a pleasure to have a fellow Evolutionary Business Council member come on the show, um, and especially one who uh, I'm good friends with. So we, we just got about a minute or so before break. I always like to give the audience a little bit of context in case anyone didn't catch um, the, the prior episode where I interviewed you. So just how did you come to the being a medicine woman, how did you come to this more, I'll call it shamanic type work? Um, you know, what was it that drew you to it? And, and, and how did it come to you in your life? You know, I think that the answer to that question is two decades of doing what they told you to do. <laughs> they told me to go to psychotherapy. They told me that the not feeling pills would help. I did all of the things I recommended. Two decades later, it was getting worse, not better. And I said, okay, everything has to change in my life. And I had this, I was a mom. Uh, my kids were really small and I had suicidal ideation. I, I wanted to leave the planet. Mm. And I thought I got to stick around for my kids. I got to find a way. And, and I thought I had this really interesting thought. I'll leave people with the break uh, with this one. I thought if I want to die, why don't I try dying to who I think I am first without mm. leaving the body? Why don't I just die to my life as it is and take a journey to find out who I might be? And that's what I did. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. It, it's to me, it's always so fascinating that so many people who end up doing this work, it comes through some extreme hardship, some extreme pain. Um, and then it, it's just like, there's no other choice. It's like in order for us to keep living, we have to transform, we have to change, we have to do something different because all the normal stuff just isn't working for us. Exactly, exactly. And that's why we set up into the mystery, the mystery yeah. of who we might become were we to have courage, faith, take that leap of faith and, and follow the breadcrumbs. All right, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> okay, so let's take our first break. 
Um, and when we come back, uh, let's just talk briefly about your first two books, The Second Wave and Love is Fierce, and then what kind of led you to even do a third book. Um, I know it can be addictive writing books, <laughs> being a three-time best-selling author myself, um, but let's just talk about that journey a little bit so we set up the context for the the real kind of topic of the show, which is all about that inner medicine. What does that mean and where does it come from? All right? Beautiful. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. Oh, I see another loyal listener, Lynn, uh, watching on the live stream. Uh, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over the social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Twitch TV. Um, and we will be right back with our guest, Carrie Hummingbird, in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bronco, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from the startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, we're speaking this hour with Carrie Hummingbird, author of three amazing books, The Second Wave, Love is Fierce, and her newest book, Inner Medicine. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about like, why did you write your first book, The Second Wave? What was it about it that kind of drew you to, to actually create a book? So that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And actually, that was my third book. Oh, <laughs> and I actually, my first book was a memoir called Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love. And that one I started writing because I had just left my former spouse 
And I was, you know, like I said, I was at the bottom of my barrel and I was like, okay, I'm going to set off into the mystery. I'm going to find out who I am. And as I did that, uh, I got this little voice that said, you're going to document this journey and you're going to be transparent and honest and share everything that you're going through. And you're going to keep writing it every single day until it's, until you love yourself and then you'll know it's done. And I thought, that sounds really scary. <laughs> so I'm going to tell all this crazy stuff I'm doing right now because I was doing a lot of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that book is really powerful and has helped a lot of people. It talks about the diagnosis I started off with um, at the end of my 20 years of psychotherapy. They said, well, we don't know what else to do, but you're, you, you must have borderline personality disorder. That's all we can say. And you'll have it the rest of your life and your life is doomed and everything is going to be terrible. And that's why I really wanted to leave this planet. And I thought, that story sucks. If I was in the movie theater, I would not watch that story. (laughs) I would get up and leave. So, of course, I want to leave this theater. I don't like this story. And I'm going to change the story. And so when I left and I started my journey, uh, that's what that first book came through me. And then years later, after I'd already been on the journey for a while, I studied with um, Heather Ashimara. I apprenticed with her for six years. I Mm -hmm. studied with uh, the Four Winds Light Body School, Alberto Bialdo. I started really learning the power of story to create our reality and what I now call spider medicine. And I realized I have the power to create my reality with the stories I tell and the stories not only that I tell, but that I believe deep in my bones. And so how do I get myself to believe a better story deep in my bones and the ones that I think is true right now that's causing me to have these experiences? And so I started practicing energy medicine and and working with ceremony. and, And after several years of that, and I was actually in the Evolutionary Business Council, Uh, And I met Sam and all these wonderful people. And in the context of all of that growth and and transforming of my life, becoming a messenger, that's when the second wave book came in. And it came in in meditation. I was sitting on my front front lawn because I'm weird. And my neighbors go, why does she sit on her front lawn all the time? Nobody else sits on the grass. (laughs) So I I went outside and sat on the grass and I was meditating. And again, this voice came in and said, you're going to write a new book. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, because I already know about the other one. (laughs) (laughs) dang it i said okay what do you want me to do now (laughs) and so the voice was like it was an inner voice and it just said you're going to write another book called the second wave i said i don't even know what that is what is that how can i write that book Hmm. and and then they said you do know what it is and i argued with it a little bit and then (laughs) i was directed to dolores cannon on um youtube there's a video called the three waves of volunteers Mm-hmm. And after watching that video, I was like, okay, I remember, but I still don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know how to write this book. And I tried reading her books and I kept falling asleep. So I knew I wasn't supposed to read those books. <laughs> I still haven't read them. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen. And I'm just, I said, yes, you're just going to listen. You're going to start tomorrow and you're just going to listen. And so I channeled that book and from White Eagle, I was amazing. And I released it in July of 2019 and it's been a bestseller ever since mm. it's still a bestseller across five countries oh really I, it has never wow. gone off the charts i i tracked it to prove it <laughs> wow. so yeah it's it's been a consistent bestseller and i don't have a publisher i don't i don't it's just me so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's just spirit medicine <laughs> and and so then what got you to write another book after going through the experience of writing the second wave 
What is Love is Fierce and, 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 and why did you write that one? Love is Fierce Healing the Mother Wound happened because I, my dad had passed away. So in the context of uh, writing this book, my mm-hmm. dad had passed away. Um, all of a sudden I was having major success. You know, like the second wave book was really successful. I was getting speaking engagements. I was, you know, asked for on podcasts. I had this huge network starting to open up for me of all these star seeds across the whole you know, planet going, Hey, we want to hear what you have to say. Let's have a conversation. And it was amazing. But on my home front, I was not getting along with my mom. My mom and I were not speaking. Uh My dad was always our bridge for communication. And when he was gone, he was like the love bomb in my family. So when he left, nobody knew what to do. Mm -hmm. And we were all sort of leaning on him to keep the family together. And so that really was um, pivotal. And, and so I, I, almost the week I released Second Wave is when it came in. It said, you're going to write another book. I said, I just released one. I, just, <laughs> I literally just pressed send. What are you talking about? It said, well, you need to write this book. What is it? Love is fear. It's healing the mother wound. <sighs> okay. So I started working on that book. That book was hard. The Second Wave, I, I channeled it. I wrote it in one month. Wow. Love is fierce. I puked my guts out in ceremony. <laughs> I had GI tract issues. I, I still haven't fully recovered from it. It, wow. it is a very deep dive into healing so many of the patterns that keep us feeling separate from the planet, feeling like we're not divine, feeling like we're not part of this amazing creation on this planet. I mean, does, does the flower say I'm separate? I'm not part of this planet. No, it knows it's part of the planet. We have to remember that we're part of this planet. And part of that is healing the mother wound. We've gotten this idea that we're separate. And and there's a lot in a woman's body that needs healing because we've all disowned the feminine Mm. because of this various religious indoctrination across the planet and this corporatization and this uh, sort of egoic focus on the mind. And none of this is evil or bad, as we know, but it's just that we've swung a little too far over into this side of the pendulum that says we're separate and we have to do it all ourselves. And we're, you know, we're basically, we're forcing things to happen. As you talked about, we have to force it all. We swung a little too far over there and we're finding out that that doesn't serve any species on this planet for us to be in that mindset. Hmm. So I love that you were talking about flow because embracing the feminine brings us back into flow brings us back into harmonics, brings us back into the wisdom of the mushrooms. The mushrooms know that we're all connected. Our mushroom mycelial network is a great internet highway of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And that's, that book is really about healing that relationship. And as a result of doing that book and all of the deep medicine work I did, like I said, in my body, very uncomfortable that I did to heal that. um, My mom and I get along great now. Wow. No worries. <laughs> wow. We can have any conversation. It used to be we could only talk about the weather. Now right. we could talk about everything, politics, you name it. We can have a, a conversation about everything. Nothing's on. The, nothing's off the table. Wow. Wow. So, uh, okay. So, so, <laughs> so, so, Second Wave was your third book. Love is Fierce was your fourth book. And then where did inner medicine come from a fifth book? I mean, especially after it sounds like love is fierce was a pretty tough one to write. 
it was like, why write another book after going through and and not that far apart either? Like, why go through that whole process again? And so this book came in because I stumbled into my purpose. Hmm. And my purpose is really sharing the medicine wheel with Western people and studying with indigenous people, translating that wisdom through my body and bringing that wisdom through my face, my voice into audiences that look like me so that we can all remember what our ancestors knew generations ago, that we are connected with the earth, that we are not only connected, but we are, we are earth. We are made of earth. And at this time on the planet, uh, you'd have to be really disconnected from reality to not realize that we need to make radical changes and we need the brilliance of our souls in order to make that radical change. We need the brilliance of mother earth speaking to us through our bodies to, so we know what actions each of us needs to take to set things on a better course for this planet. And so, yeah, inner medicine becoming one with mother earth for the survival of humanity. Now, mother earth is going to go on with or without us. Yeah. But many of us souls really like this human experiment. We like it to continue, but it needs to elevate consciousness in order for this to continue in a harmonious way on this planet. We cannot keep continuing the way we're being right now. We've got to change And now that's what this book is about, changing through the medicine wheel, remembering who we really are, reconnecting with the knowing of ourselves as Earth and protecting our homelands instead of trying to escape to some other planet and destroy that planet too. No, we're not going to be allowed to do that. We need to we need to clean up our home before we can go anywhere else. Right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Okay, we're going to take another break. I see our dear friend Terry Wilderman is on the live stream. Says hello. So good to see both of us. Great to see you, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's really dive into what are the lessons in inner medicine? What did you learn? What, what, what can we share with our audience to um, help them to be maybe a little more empowered to create the future that we all want to create? And not the one that uh, seems to be evolving around us. So uh, let's go there next, okay? Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We'll be right back with our guest, Carrie Hummingbird, author of the book, Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity, in just a moment. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, Carrie, I wanted to go back to something you said before the break. Uh, you said you stumbled upon your purpose. What, what did you mean by that? Well, you know, I found once I left my former relationship and that two decades of psychotherapy and medications and all that stuff, and I went into the mystery, I said, okay, show me who I am. I'll let go of everything I, I think I am to become. And I stumbled into shamanic teachings. That was my first, um, you know, my first teacher was that. And then the next teacher and the next, and I felt like I was sort of eating from the shamanic buffet. Like, mm. <laughs> just teach me everything you know. I want to know. I just, I had this hunger, you know, to know more. And I, I knew that I was here as a messenger and I knew that I was um, writing books and I knew that I was speaking because all those things were happening already and they were really easy. They just sort of happened. So I was like, okay. But then you're going to actually teach the medicine wheel. You're going to actually teach <clears throat> Andean shamanism, which is the shamanism I was first in uh, learning from through the four winds and then working with uh, now our family in uh, the Caro Nation to actually bring this wisdom into through my voice and my body into Western hearts. And so I, you know, I, I really hold sacred this medicine because the indigenous people, especially all over the world, but the, the Carol people have protected this wisdom with their lives Mm -hmm. for thousands. Look how long since the Spanish inquisition, all, and they still have an office in Peru is the last holdout to try to stop the spread of the wisdom. Really? Yes. They still have an office. So trying to stop indigenous people from existing. So, you know, this is where I really hold it sacred. And so when I heard that, oh, you're going to teach this, first of all, I felt like an imposter, like, oh, how can I, like, I'm not indigenous, you know, I'm, I'm Cherokee and indigenous, but I'm not Caro indigenous. I'm not from there. But the thing is that they really believe that anyone who feels called to share this medicine 
not just to go do it on your own, but to get a family and get some training and actually be a vessel through which this is coming through into the world and honor the medicine by honoring the community. You know, so we, we honor mm. them by, by always purchasing all of our class through them and mm. supporting their family. So it is really important that we work in partnership with these indigenous communities to bring this wisdom um, forward now at this time, because we actually need this wisdom to survive. Yeah. And it's a big ask of indigenous people. I want to say is a yes. huge ask Absolutely. We need to humble ourselves, you know, and ask. Truly, truly. And and I'm actually uh, going down to Peru for the first time with, with my mentor, Anthony, and uh, we're going to be sitting with the Hunikuni tribe because he has a, a very good relationship with them. And it'll be my first time actually sitting with uh, the tribes and 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 participating in, in their environment. Um, so I'm both excited and a little nervous about it. And I know you've led groups and you've gone down to Peru many times. Um, I'm, I'm curious though, like, okay, from, from being a sort of a, a, a wisdom keeper, a medicine holder to writing a book about the survival of humanity, it's still a little bit of a, a jump. So, so when you wrote inner medicine, like what really is, is the message that's coming through there? What is it that you want people to know um, in terms of, uh, in terms of our survival, in terms of our future and and what can we do? Yeah, it's a really good question. So it's actually really simple. When we wake up to mother earth in our bodies, our bodies as earth, And we realize that that pain in the left knee is her talking to us. Hmm. That, that disease in the lungs is her talking to us. When we realize that and we take the steps to listen more clearly to become what the indigenous people call the hollow bone. Mm -hmm. What happens is that we get clearer and clearer and clearer messages as we release our identification with things that aren't actually true about us. Hmm. So when we step into a mystery school of any kind, and I'm not saying this is the only path because it's not, there's so many pathways and, and there's in fact, 8 billion pathways to finding your soul and your higher intelligence. Cause there's one for every single person. It's not on your thumb. It's a thumbprint. I'm just here to guide those people who feel called by what I'm saying. And they say, I, I need some guidance. I want to speed up my journey a little bit and, and stay on track. And I offer so- strong medicine from the Andes that helped me think about this rewire thinking mm-hmm. I was mentally ill, mm-hmm. being self-obsessed about my mental illness to the point mm-hmm. where nothing else I could focus on nothing else being addicted to alcohol, addicted to sex, addicted to attention from being acting in dramatic ways I mean, all of these things creating more and more drama that then all my family only can focus on the drama and all I can focus on the drama. I can't focus on anything bigger than that because my, all of my energy resources are being taken up by my human drama. Mm. So, and we touched on this in the second wave book. So, but here in, in inner medicine is a pathway. How do we hollow out the bone Mm. so that we're less about the drama and more about the service? Hmm. We're less about the nitty gritty details of my personal life. And we're more about the big picture of humanity and our future descendants. Mm -hmm. And how do we focus from 
it's all about me, my, you know, my stack of money, my job, my family, my tribal, all this tribal thinking, us versus them, Republicans versus Democrats, whose sports team is best, all of these things that we focus so much attention on that have literally no value as a focus of your attention when you think about the species being eliminated as part of the extinction mm-hmm. event that's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. So we have to refocus our priorities on the big picture, but we can't really know how to do that if we're operating from our egoic self, our mind, mm. and and not operating from the larger intelligence that gave us this body, that mm-hmm. gave us this breath. We have to tune into that larger intelligence to get the answers we need. And so, so when you when you open to the mystery of any kind, it leads you on the journey to hollowing out that bone. So how would you recommend our audience just begin? Let's just say someone's listening to this show and they're like, I get you. I agree. We need to do something. But where do we start? So I start with opening sacred space. Hmm. And so and I can do that now if you want. But, you know, we we want to call on the four directions. We want to invite the south. And, you know, by the way, this is compatible with Jesus. You know, Jesus and all the ascended masters, the Buddha, the, everybody is totally cool with Mother Earth's four directions because mm-hmm. we're all on the planet. And this is the mm-hmm. foundation of the planet. So we call in the south, we call in the west, the north, the east, the earth below, all of our ancestors and the ascended masters that watch over this planet, the high consciousness and the planet herself. And all the wisdom she's brought us in the plants, those mm-hmm. plants are teachers. The jungle people will tell you. Mm-hmm. I learned directly from the plants about life. Those plants are from other places in the galaxy, by the way. But those plants are intelligent. They teach us. That's why everyone's flocking to the plants right now. But mm-hmm. the plants aren't the only solution because the, the stones, they have wisdom, the crystals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the animals have their own unique wisdom to share with us. All the birds, all the, you think ants? Ants have wisdom to share with us. Everything alive on this planet contains medicine. And it, we can have a, some of that medicine by listening and working with those allies. And so that's why we call in the four directions. We call on all of our relations to what? To teach us how to be stewards of this planet, which is what we were intended to be. But we haven't been falling down the job because we got really self-involved and self-absorbed. <laughs> it's all about me, mine, and my vanity and my pride and my image and my, you know, my thousand likes and, you know, my house. And no, it's we're here to be stewards of this planet. And, and many of us are living in a way that's a far cry from that. So it feels like, how am I going to do that? Because, look, I'm completely self-absorbed. Carrie, you just showed me. And then we can go into self-judgment and martyrdom and self-deprecation and all of these patterns and drag us down even more into right. self-absorption instead of being in service. Right. That's right. why you need to join a, a, a mystery school of some kind to untangle yourself from all of that stuff on top of which human history didn't just evaporate. It's stored in the land and, this, right. and the spirits that didn't depart. And in your family members who, st- who didn't forgive, that's in your ancestral DNA. 
So all of this needs to be clear to this time, which is why all this obnoxious stuff is happening on the planet and capturing and hooking all of our attention. Because we need to heal that. Right. We need to heal our our own relationship with those traumas. Mm-hmm. That's why it's up in our face. So don't yeah. look away. Look towards it. Get a community to help you start doing your what's called shadow work. Work, yeah. And I think what you said is so important, which is finding a school, a mentor, you know, someone to work with besides ourselves, because we can be pretty sneaky with ourselves, right? Like we, we can, can hide our little uh, this and that. But when you work with a mentor, you work with a lineage or a, 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 a tribe or a community, like other people can see our shit. Like we can't hide when we're truly showing up and truly being there. So that's why it's, I feel kind of important to find a community, to find a mentor, to find a lineage, find someone who, 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 who resonates with you, who can help call you on your stuff that you're not going to see yourself. Yeah. And it's not that indigenous people don't have stuff because they do. Right. It's that their stuff's different than our stuff. Right. So they can see ours really clearly, but it's harder for us to see it. Mm -hmm. So, but when you work with indigenous people in these lineages, they don't even like to talk. They're just like, we don't speak your language. We just don't need it. (laughs) We're just going to work with the energetics and just clear you because Mm -hmm. that's just not serving. And Mm -hmm. there's so a lot of these um, shamans I worked with in Peru, they don't, they didn't speak English, you know, and I didn't speak their language very well. So we don't need the language because they can see. And what they helped me to do was see and clear myself, become more hollow. And now that I'm more hollow and I know intimately the patterns that we face in Western culture, I'm able to be more service, same as you, Sam, because you've also done the hollowing of the bone. So getting a Western teacher then is helpful for some people because that way you have somebody who's worked with people outside the culture to help you hollow out their bones. And now they can help you do it too, because they know what it's like. (laughs) They know the, all the little tunnels of this particular (laughs) psychosis and it is psychosis. Our whole society is in psychosis. And and, and you touched upon something I like to say to people, which is the better we know ourselves, the better we know other people. And so the more clear we are about our own stuff, then the more clearly we can see other people's stuff because we're just seeing ourselves in them. And so by getting truly, truly being honest with ourselves, truly being open to the truth about ourselves, which is not an easy thing, it definitely takes support and and, and takes practice. But, but the more we're willing to see ourselves clearly, warts and all, shadow and all, then when we come upon somebody else, we can see it so clearly in them. And so that's why I think this work is so beautiful. Okay, it's it's time to take our last break. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about how we can help people to feel more empowered to actually do something about the future and not just feel like they're victims of the future. Okay, Carrie? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over social media. And we will be right back to wrap it up with our guest, Carrie Hummingberg, in just a moment. 
What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So, so Carrie, I find that when I talk with people about the environment and what's happening, it can feel like such a huge thing. And, and that, you know, there are whole industries that are causing problems with, with the planet's environment. And, and I know a lot of people feel like, well, what can I do? What difference do I make? I'm just one person. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not somebody of influence. What can I do? So that's my question to you. What can our audience do even as solitary individuals? Well, there's a there's a couple of things and they all go together into a little puzzle and it's called reclaim your power hmm. because the system is designed to keep you focused on your own personal drama and survival so that you don't have energy to confront some of these larger forces. It's been specifically designed that way. So you need to reclaim your, your power and reduce the drama in your life. So all of that happens through inner work and I call it inner medicine because I, as I said, I looked on the outside so often for medicine and experts to give me something. Even plants can be a sort of outer medicine, right? I'm taking something Mm -hmm. to give myself so that I can cope with my life. And really what we need to do is inner medicine work and embrace Mm -hmm. that. Like you said, in flow, Everything that happens in your life that life is bringing you as part of your soul's curriculum, as part of your life experience that you're here to learn from, to embody, and to claim your power through. So life wants you to be powerful. Life wants you to stand up. Life wants you to shine. Life wants you to love yourself. So everything that's coming to you is towards that goal. 
And it's not here to actually punish you. No, that would be, you know, humanity power over matrix that's mm-hmm. doing that. That's, that's not life. Mm-hmm. So life, God, source, whatever you want to call it. So when we step into the understanding that life is here to support us and it brings us challenging circumstances, and then we say, okay, life, I know that you're only bringing me these challenging circumstances to help me love myself more, empower myself more, heal my family, and step into service with my gifts. Now you're looking at everything from a different lens. And what happens is that you start to understand how you can be in service. And it might be really simple. Like for me, I started healing my family system. I started healing myself, my idea of myself, right? I stopped being a victim. I stopped taking these labels from external authorities that were making me feel terrible about myself. And I started changing myself on the inside to love myself, which then changed my outlook, which then changed my behavior. So we have to stop believing that everything is set in stone. It's not is actually everything can change. And I know you know this, Sam, but when we do our inner work, when we do our inner medicine work, when we come inside, however you do it, and you heal some part of yourself, you are actually not just healing yourself, but you're healing. That healing is rippling forward and back through your ancestral line. It's going back to your, your ancestors are also being healed. Your descendants are also being healed. That healing, and there's a great chapter on this in the second wave book by Jennifer Huff about the physics of this for those science nerds Mm, out there. She talks about the (laughs) physics of this, but your auric field, the energy that you are actually starts to vibrate and emit those healed codes through the light that you are. And then as you get around other people, and heart math has done great work about this in terms of heart coherence. Mm-hmm. We've, we've proven all this scientifically, you guys. So this is not like woo-woo. You know, this is truth. So when you actually heal yourself, you start to operate in a heart coherent way. Now you bring other people into heart coherence. And then when people are in heart coherence, they act a lot better than right. when they're not in it. You know, drama comes from scarcity and fear. The other thing, too, is that's why, like, the group healing work is so powerful, because when people come together to heal, there's already a certain base level coherence. And then as they go through their process, that coherence gets stronger and stronger and stronger. That's reinforcing the healing power of that group. And that's... One of the reasons why I love group work, not that individual work isn't also powerful, but the group, there's something special about that to me. Yeah. Group work is a fast track to healing. I mean, it's a fast track to seeing yourself through other people in the mirror of those people in the group to transform things inside of yourself. Cause it's so much easier to see a pattern in somebody else, but harder to see right. it in ourselves. Right. So when you see it in somebody else in the context of a mystery school or this kind of inner work, you, you realize that's me too. That's my work. And when you stop identifying as separate individual um, and, and when you, when you become the kind of person that no longer would fight over a sports team, (laughs) because that's not worth your energy. When you become a person that has a higher priority, like I'm here for the planet and whatever would do, to make peace with other people so we can achieve that. Now you become somebody like iconic, like Martin Luther King. You become mm-hmm. somebody really worthwhile 
you know, yeah. and you, everybody has that seed of worthwhileness inside of us, but we have to move through the shadows of identification, the things that we thought built our identity so much so that we'd fight over it yeah. and, you know, kind of take a pause. Think about that. Is that really worth a fight? Yeah. Is that really worth harm? Or do you want to maybe take a breath, do your inner shadow work, come at it fresh when you're more heart coherent to come up with a better solution that works for everybody? Yeah. That's yeah. the spot we're in. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm curious. Um, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left to the show, but you've already written a bunch of books. You seem to like never stop writing. Is there another book in the offing for Carrie Hummingbird? Yeah, there is. There's one waiting in the wings with my husband. We're going to write about, um, you know, I wrote a book years ago called From We to Me when I was getting divorced and dating and, um, you know, all of that and like tips for people to deal with uh, that situation midlife because it's awkward and strange. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we're going to write a book uh, from me to we. And I think that we need from we to me all over this planet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now so yeah that that book is in the works is we're learning everything right now that we need to learn at our family level to make that book happen so it, it always starts with us with the with the family work with the inner work learning the lessons and then sharing what we learned yeah. that's where we're at right now beautiful 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 well carrie thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today i really appreciate it if people want to learn more about you get in touch with you where would they find you how do they reach you absolutely and i'd like to give your audience a free gift and oh that would um, be wonderful the inner medicine meditation pack and one of my students said oh people are so tired of meditations So I want to say this meditation pack also has a really cool little thing called what's mine, what's theirs that helps you resolve any conflict. You go in and and it'll show you what's your stuff and what's their stuff. And you want to get that. So that's at carriehummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine, inner medicine, all one word. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. And and we'll make sure to post it on social media. Okay. So th- thank you so much for that gift. Carrie, it, it's always a pleasure connecting with you. It's always wonderful to, to see the great things that you're up to in life. Uh, thank you so much. And I, I wish you the, the continued success with your books and with your work. And uh, I'm sure we'll po- cross paths again sometime soon. Thank you, Sam. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, plenty of them on the live streams today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please don't keep it a secret. Share it with your friends, share it on social media. Um, let's get this message out there so that more people can hear it. And of course, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, we're all over the place. And if you're, you, you, you have a favorite podcasting platform and you can't find the Conscious Consultant Hour, let me know and we'll make sure to get on there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health at 5 p.m. Eastern Time today. And tomorrow we have our whole lineup of Friday shows starting at 10 a.m. with Tommy and Philanthropy and Focus, ending with our newest show at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, Dr. Mira Branku with The Hard Skills. Thank you all so much. Take care. We will talk to you all next week.
listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mara Bracu, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 1 p.m. Eastern on Fridays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.